0: Hey guys, so as you know, I'm back from my Caribbean cruise. I've hit the ground running, I haven't even unpacked yet, but one thing I never wanna get behind in are my workouts and my nutrition. And that's why I'm really excited to tell you about Factor meal delivery plan that I'm trying out this week. Oh my gosh, so delicious. I'm currently doing the chef's choice and I just had the tamale vegetarian bowl. So delicious, nutritious, easy only 2 minutes how can you beat that but there's some other great options all of the meals though are dietitian approved and chef made you can choose up to 35 different options things like flexitarian protein plus vegetarian. All great options for you to consider and more. There's so many great add-ons you can do. You should get started this week. Like I said, they're only two-minute meals packed up with Factor's restaurant-quality meals that are ready to heat up and eat wherever you are. They've got great snacks, smoothies, and my favorite, the wellness shots. Ooh, I just did one lemon, apple, ginger, turmeric. I just took it before the gym. I feel like it's detoxing So great to have these in your fridge ready to go to keep you not getting sick. No time for that. So sign up and save. Factor's done the math for you. Factor is less expensive than takeout and every meal is delicious. I can attest to that. Factor is one of the best options you can try right now because it's fast, it's easy, flexible to your schedule, and you can get as many meals as you want from 6 to 18 per week. You can also reschedule, put them on hold. They work with your schedule. There's no prep, no mess, easy breezy. Here's the thing. Head to factormeals.com tags50 and use tags50 to get 50% off. That's code Tags50 at factormeals.com slash tags50 to get 50% off. What is going on? You are watching and listening to a Talk About Gay Sex, the live version. It's Wednesday night. I'm your host, Steve V. Alongside remotely on location is Cody (laughs) Maurice Doggett where the hell are you where the hell am i not hello darling i'm doing wonderful
1: i am on like location in cape coral florida i am i'm on the lanai i have my mojito here I'm, I'm by the pool i'm gonna go take a dip later on cheers
0: cheers it's so funny because i know you're we were talking about it on tags podcast the other day uh, you're meeting the parents and we'll get the full yeah. download Next i know week. you're in the location right <laughs> now but I, can i just say you're giving me very MTV spring break vj with your white tank with your mojito yes. and you got the purple all we need is some kids in the background and that's right it's there i love it let's
1: hear it kids scream for the Spice Girls, I don't know who I'm introducing, but I know <laughs> Yeah, right. Think back in <laughs> that time. They're a 90s group or whoever.
0: <laughs> right. I feel like it's going to be like MC Hammer or <laughs> 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 Not MC Hammer. <laughs> oh yeah. Somebody like Missy that. Elliot
1: Busta M- Okay, there we go. Oh, B- oh, Buster Rhymes. Yeah. Buster Rhymes. That's it. a good
0: one. Okay, <laughs> you're about to introduce Buster Rhymes. <laughs> <laughs> love it. Okay. Well, I hope you're having a good time because you look fabulous over there. And thank, thank you, you, darling. I'm having a wonderful time. We love it when we're on remote locales like this. This is great. Yeah.
1: It always adds a, a fun element to the show. So,
0: absolutely. Well, we've got a full show for you. So let's get it cranking here. We got to start with you, you know, Charlemagne the God, right? He's got his breakfast club.
1: Yes, very familiar with Charlemagne the God, DJ Envy and Angela Yee. I list, I used to listen to them every single week. You know, Charlemagne was with Wendy Williams for a long time. Too, oh, I so. did not
0: know that, but that yeah. makes sense. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, and thanks Teddy Alexis Rodriguez, our guest last week, who has this short film out that i think you can still vote on who gave us this story sent it over to us you can always do that at tags podcast on instagram and this one cracked me up because they were charlemagne was talking about finger penis or oh, okay pe- or he also said pinky penis and they were oh. talking about and he was talking re- referencing a, a an interview a, where this chick said that pinky Uh finger penis and he's like what the fuck is a finger penis and then he puts (laughs) up his hand and she's like what do you think it's like when you're getting poked by a finger and he asks well what size finger so they decided to do call-ins and have all these people I don't know if you watched the video but it was the other I did, day yeah and it was a it was part of their freaky Friday so it was last Friday's segment where they literally asked callers to call in and do you know so they asked one chick to call in and she called uh-huh. in and said well, I was with a guy, and it was like, deal breaker. And he said, well, what was the size? What finger was it, if you had to guess? She says, I'm going to say the ring finger, which, okay, Depending on how big your hands are, that could be it's a whole thing. not that thing. bad. How
1: are we doing over here? <laughs> That's I not don't that know. bad.
0: I mean, yeah, I
1: guess. <laughs> I got sort of big hands. You do, yeah. Yeah. I think, I think it would be fine if it was one of your fingers, but I don't know. Some <laughs> of these other fingers I see now Some here. of these
0: other fingers. And then they had a guy call in, and he said he literally fessed up to the fact that he has a finger penis. And, but he says, don't worry about it. He's really good in bed and he knows how to use it. And Charlemagne said, wow, "Wow, how do you, what's the key? Why are your, why is, why are they so satisfied? And he says, you have to go fast like a bunny like this. (laughs) Does that make sense to you? It does in, if you think about certain electronic adult toys that when you turn them on, they do do this. Look at my finger. Pounding the the prostate. And that, yeah, pounding the prostate. (laughs) I think it could work. Um, What were your first thoughts when you heard this? Because I'm going to tell you a couple stories because everyone knows if you listen to the show that I am a total size queen. But I've got, I'm going to surprise you. I want to hear from you first. All right. I'm ready for the surprise. Okay. But
1: first, I have to say that I love the honesty and the fact that most of the men in the room could talk openly and honestly about sex and anatomy, except for DJ Envy. But I think that's all in the name, if you know what I mean. Mm -hmm. Because he was all about kind of denying it or whatever. But that's not neither here nor there. It's great that all these men are having this conversation. It shows like real growth in the community. and, And it just shows that, our society is growing as far as being able to discuss sexual things in natures. Are we going to talk about experiences now or are we going to do you want to share yours and then I can share mine? Sure.
0: I was it? just going to say, you know, as someone self-certified, I got the tattoo practically of being a size queen. Uh-huh. That Yes, I definitely like huge sizes and we're going to talk about something else in a little bit later about a story. But I have to say two boyfriends that I have had, one was fairly long term. The other one was somebody that I dated that I used to have in the '90s, the super crush on. He was a go-go dancer in San Francisco, California. Okay. And he was Middle Eastern, and I just I used to call him Zeus. He was Zeus to me when he was up there. The way he danced too was like a Greek god statue. Nice. And we later ended up dating for a while, and he lived really close to where my parents lived and this is when i was going back and forth in college like spending the summers because we couldn't afford the dorms anymore and so lived with my parents and he actually lived close by my parents and how convenient i'm talking finger penis as well (laughs) as my longer my long a long-term boyfriend that i had too that we were in love we had great sex, finger penis. Oh,
1: look at you. So,
0: when I heard this story, I thought, you know what? Yes, in general, you can't always get what you want. Like, if you were to, I want somebody to be six foot two, and I want them to have a gargantuan monster cock, and I want them to be, you know, you can't get everything yeah. you want. And we're going to talk no a little bit, human being. We're going to talk a little bit later on Vulnerable Voices about compromises. This Ooh. really goes into the sex compromising that I went through because I think also I was younger too. So I hadn't experienced many gargantuan monster cocks yet. So <laughs> I have to, so there could have been that. So your taste hadn't developed shit. <laughs> I, had I hadn't refined my taste <laughs> level. Your palate wasn't ready for all that. For <laughs> the
1: bigger Teddy, guns. Oh my God. Can I read what Teddy just wrote? What? Oh my God, Teddy is the shadiest.
0: Here Check we Teddy go. Goes she was tighter (laughs) but let me tell you something at least for my long-term boyfriend who had the finger penis Uh it we had great sex nice we really did it was really great sex and i never thought about that now again i could have been tighter according to teddy i could have also (laughs) not my taste could not have been maybe as refined
1: that's what i think
0: but I'm telling you, sex was great, and I never thought about I didn't miss anything, and it was very fulfilling.
1: That's nice. That's awesome. Yeah. I've had experiences with a finger penis before, too. But the first time, I wasn't like you. I just got up and left. I was like, I can't do this. <laughs> oh, my I, God. <laughs> I got to leave. But the second time it happened, it happened to be with a guy that I dated for a very long time, a prolonged period of time, and he was predominantly his the top, so I really didn't mind at all.
0: So it was, it was okay. That's the thing. For those of you out there, we've had a recent question on our show of somebody that has not tried. They want to try bottoming, but they're not, they're tight. Mm -hmm. Finding somebody that is a finger penis could be a great start. That's a good Now the compromise. thing is, right? when your tastes get refined like mine do, then what? <laughs> well, then you gotta find a new boyfriend. But that's right. <laughs> but I do think, and I loved the conversation on the Breakfast Club that they were even talking about this. And it wasn't most of the people though, I think the the easy way to look at it is Oh no, hell no, I'm out of here. Like a lot of the women were saying. But I think it's you know, you can't help. They also said on the show, you can't help with what you're born with.
1: There That's are cool. other
0: ways you can make it plumper, I think, by putting on a sheath. There's some toys out there I've seen. We've Oh yeah. For any shape, and it really makes it so you there are like if you were really like into your and guy, there's extenders out there too. Extenders are another thing. Yeah, too. Exactly. So there's different ways if it really became a problem. But yeah, I don't know. I I enjoyed the conversation. Yeah, me too. I, I look forward to more of it
1: absolutely all right we've got and to I move. Think they got oh, go the, i think they got the freaky friday things from us they
0: totally stole our idea and we should sue them <laughs> yes they should sh- exactly exactly <laughs> all right well moving on did you ever hear of a book called the joy of gay sex i know you've heard of the joy of sex correct yes yes i've never heard the joy of gay sex though well, yeah, so it, it's the the joy of sex has been around forever. And the joy of gay sex written by Charles Silverstein is celebrating 40 years. And I can remember finding it back in mm-hmm. the day and tearing out some of the pictures at, like in a bookstore and taking them okay. home with me because some of the pictures were so erotic and hot. And I learned so much. Oh, but- wow since 1977 the joy of gay sex has educated generations of gay men on blowjobs cruising fisting and even things like gonorrhea and perhaps just as subversive it also includes an equal number of passages of non-sexual nature so and it was co-written by charles silverstein who's 86 cody if you can believe it yep i just heard him in an advocate podcast and it was really great he's awesome. It was also co-written by novelist Edmund White, and they wanted to create a first-of-its-kind guidebook for every aspect of the gay experience. It was actually revised in 1993 and then again in 2006. And you can imagine, if it was written in 1977, they had to revise it for things like HIV in 1993, Mm -hmm. of course, and for other things that, have, of course, have developed throughout the years. Um, You know, one of the things that I loved about what Silverstein said. I can't re- find my notes here, but one of the things Cody he said in the interview was that is they didn't just want it to be about sex; they wanted it to be about a conversation and community, and okay. that really struck with me because that's what we do here on this show too. Everybody thinks one hundred percent talk about gay sex, but actually. We are about so many other things. I mean, sex is the easy thing. And I think if all we did ever was talk specifically only about Cody, how did you fuck your boyfriend last night? And I, yeah. talk, it would get so banal and not that interesting. I yeah, think for sure. We are in 2.0 of our sexuality and our sexualities involve emotions and mental health and mm-hmm. so many other things and inspiration that really can affect our sexuality on a daily basis. And so Could not agree with you more. To hear Silverstein address that back that that's how they approached it even in 1977 when they didn't have a lot of community at all. And I'll I'll post the link up to the advocate's interview with Charles Silverstein on tagspodcast.com tomorrow because mm-hmm. it's worth a listen to this really groundbreaking person that wrote this book and he's still around but yeah. i couldn't help but talk about this quote when asked what's the difference the publisher asked the uh, the question he says silverstein says your penis is part of your anatomy and your cock is what you fuck your wife with or, I love that quote. And if you listen to the interview, why did that even come about? Because when Crown Publishing was going to produce this back in 1977, they did not want Silverstein to use the word cock. They wanted him, why can't we just use penis? And that was his response Your penis is part of your anatomy, and your cock is what you fuck your wife with, Silverton replied. Exactly. And in the end, you know what, Cody? Silverstein got his way And I just have to to say We should never use Unless we're talking about the Anatomical
1: part Are we going for this?
0: We only should say cock I mean, I've heard us say it a few times Penis, and it's like Unless we're really talking about the anatomy of it We are not doctors (laughs) Thank you. and I mean, it's so ridiculous. I've heard some of you guys, my co-hosts, say it a few different times, and I'm like, oh, no, and I'll say dick or cock on there. Yeah, that's true. I'm I'm with you. Let's make
1: it a rule for Dax Podcast from now on. Yeah.
0: What were your thoughts on Silverstein and just even that quote?
1: I love it. Just what you said about sticking to your guns and fighting for what you believe in. I yeah. got that when I read that excerpt. I was so amazed and I thought that, that was amazing. What he how he just stuck to his guns and really fought for what he believed in in order in, in the in service of educating people. I thought it was amazing. Um, I also think that this story exemplifies how far we've come in as, as a community, especially we had a discussion about how Readily available information is on the internet nowadays. So a lot of this stuff that is readily available on the internet, but we still have so much to learn from the older generation and people that came before us. And I think that that's what this really highlights. So,
0: absolutely, I love it. Yeah, yeah, so many things, and I love what you just said at that last part. That's why I will post this. I'm glad the advocate really revisited Dr. Charles Silverstein because it's worth a listen. It's 30 minutes. I will post this up on tagspodcast.com. Check it out Uh, to a true pioneer because he goes into other great deal about how they did create some community when community didn't really exist back in the days, in the 70s. Yeah,
1: it's amazing. And we got to learn from our past or we're doomed to repeat it, right?
0: Yes. All right, well, we've got to move on to Minnesota of all places. Minnesota Public Schools asked students to role play sex scenarios as gay or trans activists take issue and i got this interesting article cody from foxnews.com of all when you you, when you sent me this article that is the first thing i wrote
1: this is so funny (laughs) that you're bringing this up because the first thing i wrote was when you sent me this article i was like oh hell no to quote teddy alexis yes And, (laughs) and i thought it was i was like it's homophobic steve i'm i'm bringing you up on charges to get your gay card revoked but okay all right listen <laughs> you know we do
0: a bunch of i scour to find the interesting stories and they're not always from the most obvious places but i think in general you'll like where we're going to go with this story oh no i read it and yeah but it's my job so, so let me explain because it, it's a little detailed so activists recently and that's probably why fox news took this Story. So activists spoke out against a sex ed program used, of all places, Minnesota, right? Minnesota school district that includes asking straight students to role play gay and transgender relationships. Quote, parents are intentionally being deceived and misled misled about what their children are being taught when concerned speaker said programs like three r's are not effective said activist julie quiss who of course is a child protection league board member while another speaker at the meeting said this type of teaching has no place in our schools Now you get why Fox took this on, right, Cody? Mm -hmm.
1: And by the way, the three R's (laughs) that they're
0: referencing stand for rights, respect, responsibility. And while many sexuality, excuse me, while many sexuality education materials have addressed the needs of adolescents, advocates Mm -hmm. for youth realize that such education must begin much earlier Um, This K through 12 curriculum, therefore, is a collection of lessons planned on a wide range of topics and include self-understanding, family growth and development, friendship, sexuality, life skills and health promotions. And so let me tell you about some of the lessons that were in this that they were actually objecting to so the lessons included asking students to role play various relationship scenarios including straight students pretending they are in a gay or lesbian relationship and to work through whether the hypothetical couple should actually have sex and these are young kids right so and, and how so how about how young though Um, They said K-12, through and in one of the lessons, a student is asked to pretend to be a male named Morgan, who is, quote, very active in his school's LGBTQ club, while another student is asked to be Terrence, a student who wants to have sex with Morgan and is not publicly out as gay. So that was one scenario. All right. Morgan then outlines a plan for the two students to secretly meet according to the curriculum and Mm -hmm. they quote, make a decision about whether to have sex. And in other lessons, including having sex pretend they wanted uh, some other students to pretend that they are transgender and quote, make a decision about having sex with a woman curriculum on anal sex designed for students in kindergarten through fifth grade In the context, Cody, of HIV Uh and AIDS prevention. And then there's a section for teachers outlining how some straight male students might have a homophobic response to role playing. Yes. I will post this detailed story up on Tag's podcast, but... What were your first thoughts, and what was your sex ed in school? Because you know what? I did. (laughs) Our sex ed was so – if we got any, I don't – I think we did. No, we did get it. Wow, that was so long ago. I did not know this question was coming. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah. Well, let me tell you. Mine was so long ago that I remember turning blue. I could not handle terms like uterus, vulva. Uh Okay. I was so creeped out about it because I think my father literally handed me not the joy of gay sex, sadly, but the joy of sex. Because he saw me reading too many National Geographics and looking okay. at the, the the breasts and everything else, and <laughs> catching a dick here and there from Africa, of course, because that's hey. what was in there. But he literally I was going to me- make a joke there about now, <laughs> that. Yeah. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not, not going go there. Low hanging fruit, but <laughs> I'm low hanging fruit. <laughs> but he threw me the book, The Joy of Sex. And it was all heteronormative sex and that was it aside from some of these lessons in school that made me turn blue literally blue i felt like i was getting sick i had to look out the window to pretend that i was hopefully getting oxygen because i was gonna faint really yes i was that and here i am years later hosting a show called talk about gay sex and Nothing's teaching, off the table. The, yeah, teaching the children. It's come, it's come full <laughs> circle from <laughs> pinky finger penises to being a self-prescribed uh, um, educator. size queen and educator. <laughs>
1: I love it. My sex education in school was more, I feel like, more aimed at not necessarily how to be respectful, but more about how to protect yourself from... STDs and things of that nature. So I think that's, I don't, I'm, all I remember seeing is, you know, those pictures that they put up of like STDs, like gonorrhea and yes. herpes and what they look, you remember those, right? Oh, yeah.
0: But that was a little later for me, but yes.
1: Oh, what, when were you talking about your sex education? What, you, how old were you?
0: I think I was in junior high. And yeah. when did they show you the pictures of STDs? They didn't. They were just talked about. What? So back to anatomy, Cody. It was literally anatomy talk. What a is. Going really internal with. They didn't show you any diagrams, and it really makes me blue and like crazy. I don't know. No, maybe you maybe you passed out before you before they got to the diagrams. You were like vulva. (laughs) (laughs) But if they had talked about a a big cock, they could have talked about a penis that I would have interpreted as a cock when I got home, and then I would have not. Then
1: you would have been all the. But I would have passed pupil. out from the car <laughs>
0: from taking it too early on. Uh, hey. yeah. so <laughs> that's what it is. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's crazy. Okay, so what are your thoughts now, though, about this Minnesota school district that is teaching as early as K through the early years? I mean, I'm all here for it, even though I was such a scaredy cat back then. I think... The role playing, the one thing I will tell you, and I talk oftentimes when I'm giving advice, is my acting years. And one of my favorite things about the acting years was when I did improv, because creating these scenarios, which essentially is improv, Mm -hmm. is all about life experiences. So in my opinion, good actors are the ones that did really good in improv because anybody could memorize the lines and go in there. And yes, there's all kinds of technique to draw deep. But true improv acting is about thinking on your feet and thinking about what's in front of you. So if there's a big Mm -hmm. cock in front of me, I'm (laughs) Thinking, Thinking on, on my feet.
1: feet. Actually, you're not and getting be on, your on feet my knees.
0: At that point. <laughs> Thinking <laughs> on my feet and getting on my knees. As long as yes. it's not a finger penis. I love and it. So, I love it. yeah. No, but I do think it gives you life skills when you can think on your feet like that. And, and role playing is really acting out life situations. So, yeah, I think it's I really good. I think so too.
1: I actually pulled up another article. Because when you sent that that first one, I did not want to read it, and so <laughs> just because of the Fox News, <laughs> exactly, I you you knew why. Yes. But then I pulled up another article, and I read that they that they were not actually having the the kids, and this was my my reluctance to back the the program was that they were I thought they were going to be having the kids in kindergarten role playing too and they are not they're just teaching them the like the basics at that point point. and so i think as you get older and that's when the the role play comes into in into play Role play comes into play. Yep, that's right. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, but I think it's so good. The role play is actually really amazing because you so much can be learned from opening up your minds to a different experiences and seeing how specific set of challenges can affect your choices and thought processes. Even if you will never be able to like jump fully into their experiences, I think it would benefit so many walks of life if we were able to do this with each other.
0: So, I'm I'm here for it. The other thing at the end of the article it did say was people, parents can opt out of the curriculum. Exactly. And so it does give people a choice. I do wonder, though, if you are allowing people to opt out of certain things. I do think certain things can be extreme. And I'm not sure. I'm glad you did a little more research to find that it's not like the kindergartens that are maybe learning about anal intercourse. They are not. They definitely are not. It was on Daily Mail. I'll send it to you a little bit later. Okay. So send me that. I will post that follow-up on tagspodcast.com. But I think the role-playing in general or just wondering about a transgendered, what that person might go through Mm -hmm. can give so much more awareness. And maybe if everybody, if there was sort of, a hybrid of all this not maybe the nitty-gritty yes everybody should get some sort of sex awareness and awareness about your body which is your tool and how does my vessel work and how am i going to make choices with this vessel that i've been given to act responsibly to act towards my pleasure to act what's good for me at and make positive decisions about my sexual vessel yes, i think would be really things, good yeah one of the things they are teaching the kids in
1: kindergarten is how um to protect themselves from sexual predators so i thought that was great too. that's
0: really good especially yeah. i mean you all you have to do is look at women's gymnastics and look how far we're barely talking about the atrocities that have occurred in women's gymnastic league and how just in general or religion, we talk a lot about priests preying on, I think that would be a really good one. And then I just think there should be a third part that as early, the more you can introduce people to, you know, same sex, transgender so hopefully in and, and you know this is wish list right because it's not, gonna not going to happen in conservative anywhere. right we're not going anywhere but it would right? hopefully prevent some hate trid towards because where does hatred come from the unknown right exactly. that's why and i think it's a little wish listy in certain parts of the country but it did strike me that minnesota is really incorporating this curriculum and mm-hmm. even and it if it's opt like out done.
1: It sounds like they've done their due diligence as far as researching how this is affecting the kids and when to actually introduce each
0: element. So I'm, I'm all for it. Absolutely. Yes. Quick. All right. We've got to move on as okay. this show is moving. And just a quick note, <laughs> I have to talk about our sponsor just real quick, and it's apostrophe which is this great thing. You can hear my ad for sponsorship, apostrophe. All you do is go on apostrophe and you get $15 off your first visit. And mine is really clearing up my skin and making it so much more even. But if you have adult acne, I love, I use it every single night and I'm seeing the results and you can do it too. Uh, Just check out our ad or go to tagspodcast.com. So I just wanted to throw that out there. All right. Yes. Are we getting to our vulnerable voices? Did you want to get just, to
1: them? I was just messaging you about that. Because <laughs> so we funny. can move
0: it to next week. if we I have feel like all we should p- move it to next week. Let's move and it to next this week. This should just be a hot topic. All right. Topic well, then let's get to the topic. Um, this is how we roll. This is live. And yes, we're self-directing is. as we go. And I think we're seeing the how it's going. We've gotten a little deeper in some of these topics anyway. Then let's go to the topic that we skipped over. But okay. it should be a shorter one. Apparently, Cody, male piercings are on the rise. Shop style had reported a 67% increase in year-over-year men's jewelry pieces. And, frankly, piercings this year, with the lockdown, boredom, according to Cock and Cocktails, many of us have an uncontrollable desire to change up how we look. Mm-hmm. And, Piercings have been pretty much, according to this article, a gay thing for quite some time. It's been a way to rebel against cultural norms. We're talking about piercings, but initial popularity at the start of the 90s, gay men were quick to pick up ear piercings as a more subtle approach to conveying their sexualities. And in fact, the New York Times in 1991, if you can believe this, back to the 90s, stated that getting a piercing can put people at risk of AIDS. Can you believe that? Because they were worried about needles and all that. back. They didn't clean them as well back then. Right. So, this article asked the question, I will post this on Tanks Podcast, why is there a resurgence? And, for starters, over-accessorizing is back, and that means more jewelry, even if it's almost permanently attached to your skin. The 90s are back. The 90s are back! So... (laughs) (laughs) Not only are many of us seeking for some kind of transformation as a way of picking up ourselves after feeling the effects of a global pandemic, but just like the increase of OnlyFans' attitude towards sex are relaxing, according to this article. Piercings on tongue, nipples, belly buttons are on the rise. And Love it. Yeah, I think it's really... I'm here for... I mean, the first part of... A story that's saying are on the rise i thought i was just going to be in my sweatpants a, a wife beater forever and if you know anything about me i've always been into fashion jewelry yeah. i have my long quintessential you can't really see it here cross-earring that goes with me everywhere which i adore by Thank the way you. i told you that before Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. And I've always been such a jewelry person. I've slimmed down in the last years, even before the pandemic. But as things are opening up, I'm kind of getting back into wearing layers and layers of pieces because I think we've been so starved for expression. But what are your thoughts about like a Prince Albert? And (laughs) I'm going to talk about nipple piercings in a second. Um, Okay. Yeah. What are your thoughts of a Prince Albert? Because I'm kind of here for it. I used to have the biggest crush on a guy with a Prince Albert.
1: It was amazing. He, He was very cute. It was back in 1990 whisper 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 <laughs> it's back in my college days but uh, yeah it was it was very sexy I've seen it before too I don't know why I didn't why to did do more with it but <laughs> did you hear that
0: yes I did <laughs> I'm here for the Prince Albert I used to date a guy that had a piercing in that what, what would you call that area right below the lip
1: um, yeah. uh, the perineum is that what it's called or is that I don't know
0: <laughs> I love that piercing the sternum?
1: no 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 that's something else
0: just if you guys can imagine right below the lip, it's centered. Right below the lip. and on this particular guy it was so hot on him um, I would be for basically anybody that has piercings absolutely I think it's so hot the interesting thing about this I had this conversation over I guess it was this spring and Mm -hmm. my friend I was going on a hike with and I'm like, Oh my God, I did not realize you had nipple piercings and they look so good on him. And we both agreed that I have the type of nipples that would be because they're erect most normally that they would be perfect for piercings. The thing about it is after we had the conversation is it takes A long time to heal. So I should have done this when we started Tags Live, this show, a year (laughs) ago. And that would be all
1: healed right now. I should have did
0: it either (laughs) when we started it, and it would be all healed, and I would be sporting them. I would show you, I would be able to show you guys right now because the things that he told me you cannot do is you cannot get into the ocean. You can't get into any water for six months. And you know that I love my ocean water. Yeah. It, you yeah. can't have any type of water get unless it's your shower water or you run the risk of really infecting yourself. You have to clean it. So taking off your shirt is always going to irritate it. If I had thought about this, I should have done it when we started this show, and I could be sporting. And you would be set yeah exactly. now, if I were to do it, I mean, I have a trip planned in November back to Puerto Vallarta, my favorite spot and, and you, you cannot do it i I can't, and I just i'm you know I'm out and about now, and inevitably, Cody, whenever I get into a situation in a cruise bar or a sexual situation where there's a group of, grouping of guys. Okay, guys, somebody might be sucking me or pounding me from the Ooh. behind, but somebody okay. always, a third party, will always come and see a third my third party, a third or fourth party. Make, you better get it. Will, <laughs> <laughs> will always come about and go and attend to the nipples because they're naturally erect and so nipple attendant this would not work i can go in there with this earring on my ear and not worry Uh about like someone's gonna rip it off i would be panicked if it's gonna ruin my my sex sex moment what do i call it it gonna ruin (laughs) my grooves (laughs) <laughs> yeah <laughs> you and Stella
1: <laughs> um so have I told you have I ever told you that I had both of my ears pierced and I had both of my nipples pierced no not the nipples I had both of my nipples pierced and I must have gone in the ocean because <laughs> they never really healed I feel like I even slammed them in in a door one time oh in a car door. wait
0: your nipples
1: my so I slammed, you the door slammed your tits in,
0: a, in the doorway
1: <laughs> they were that huge.
0: <laughs> That's when no. you had then you had a, re- a breast reduction and all is good in the hood.
1: And now it looks fabulous. Now get them redone. No. You no. went to
0: Beverly Hills and you're Dr.
1: 9021 now. Can you help yeah. me out? <laughs> right. No, so I was slamming the I was shutting the door and I must have been carrying something and I it, the door clipped my nipple and it got oh and pulled it and it was one of the most painful things i've ever ever experienced in my life and i took them out immediately so but i have been thinking about getting my ears re-pierced oh that's an easy one you have inspired me
0: that's easy do that tomorrow while you're away on meet the parents maybe don't do it during Uh, meet the parents i was gonna say take you you when you come back yeah (laughs) okay so you're still trying to make a good impression
1: that the one underneath the lip is called the labre i googled it
0: oh good for you labre labre spell L- that labre
1: l-a-b-r-e-t
0: labre i yes. think that is so hot and sexy
1: i wonder if i worded that i think you would look cute with one i want a nose piercing too i don't know if i would look cute with that
0: i might do the labre now that we have a nice Lombard name Francesen, for it now uh, 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 <laughs> wah, wah, back to me the didn't parents.
1: Say, he didn't say anything about the ears, but maybe he bit said for me. no. Yeah, do it.
0: You never know until you try. I'm looking in the camera right now as we do it. Okay, Psst. got a sex conundrum? Need another take on how to handle it in the bedroom or in the alleyway? Well, ask tags. Need some advice regarding your relationship? He's perfect, but. Again, we got you. DM us for some solicited sex or relationship advice, and listen to our advice on an upcoming Tags podcast. Sometimes you just need a fresh perspective and objective ears. DM us on Instagram at Tags Podcast. We got you.
1: I, all right, you moving. Can get a magnetic one too. Oh, that's good.
0: Just you mean to try yeah. it out
1: yeah just so you know how it looks
0: can you imagine though being on a date and being like oh that's so sexy and you go to kiss them and it falls off
1: (laughs) off. not only are you
0: mortified because you totally phoned it in but now you're on the floor looking for that damn piece and your (laughs) date is like (laughs) okay forget it game over all right moving on to more hot sex topics i couldn't help but read this next one that was from a reddit thread that really resonated with me it's called ghosted after a hookup so he writes hey so it's been a while since i've had a hookup but earlier i talked with a guy he came over to my place and we had a quickie and then he left because work was the next day so he writes i send a pretty bland message to him saying i really enjoyed it and he either blocked me or deleted his account this actually this has actually never happened to me before. So I'm a little confused because I thought we both had a good time and could have hooked up again. And he asked the question, did I violate some kind of grinder etiquette here? And people had some interesting comments to say, like some guys only go on or care to chat when they're actively looking. So in other words, Mm -hmm. they didn't have each other's phone number. But He went back on the app to see grinder to see if this guy responded and he hadn't another guy wrote oh this has seriously happened to me before it sucks and it hurts you just need to find a way to forget because the only way you may see him now is if you run into him in public Uh and then somebody else wrote well welcome to gay hookup scene laughing my ass off it happens so often men are weird full of deception and i have to add one last thing because i was watching i watch a couple shows i was watching my daily pop and they were talking about ghosting in general and how prevalent not just in the gay world but in general ghosting is huge people do not respond just because they do not respond back and they you will get ghosted more often than not it's a really it's a it's a pandemic really. It's the other uh-huh. pandemic that we're not talking about. Ghost true. Yes. I think I I agree with you 100%. It's happened to me
1: way too much. Yeah. I've, oh, yeah, oh, for sure. You know what? I have come to the conclusion that you never know why somebody is going to ghost you and you don't need to really know and you and it sucks because you don't get that closure that you that you really kind of one. And you're looking at me like closure. What are you talking about? We just hooked up one time, but really it's just because you, you always, for, at least for me, I always feel like I think about what did I do wrong or what did I do? I put a lot of the the blame on myself when I should really be putting that the blame on the other person, because you don't know what that other person is dealing with or what's going on in their lives. And so just, Put the blame on the other person and keep keep moving. One day you'll find somebody that that won't ghost you and then everything will work out.
0: So yeah, I had two things to say about that. I respect exactly what you said. Don't take it too seriously. We were just talking about OKCupid on Tags Podcast episode 302 the other day, and uh-huh. how the difference between OK Cupid and say a grinder or other hookup sites. And I think you got to keep it in perspective too. When you meet somebody on a grinder or we're gonna have Sniffy's, the guy from Sniffy's, a rep from sniffies.com on next week as our guest. Mm-hmm. And that one he specifically told me in a pre-interview that Sniffy's is all about kind of replicating, cruising, and being in the moment and not about oh, yeah. rela- and not about relationships. So I think you've got to keep also the app location that you are currently using. I think in many ways. You you are a good example of meeting your current boyfriend that you're now I meeting know, the right? parents in the pandemic. What app did you meet? Grinder. <laughs> so okay, so you're a great example of making it work and I know plenty of people that have met just to your And point, I wanted to ghost him but I couldn't. Uh uh-huh. he he was too
1: insistent
0: it's not out of the ballpark that you can meet somebody (laughs) i mean i know i just gave me the dirtiest look by the way i'm sure he did (laughs) i know plenty of couples that have met and are married and met in a sex club so it's not like out of the ordinary i just think nine times out of ten you've got to keep it in perspective on where did i meet them and if you're getting ghosted after a one-night stand of somebody you met either on grinder or in a sex Mm -hmm. club well i mean take a look at where you met them maybe you need to start meeting people in other places i had a funny story that i wanted to share real quick when i was out and about last saturday and i was out with a friend of ours the female friend of ours that you and i both know and we were having the time of our lives we Probably hit four or five different spots in one night, drinking, having so many amazing cocktails, and I feel like you're somebody in the room, (laughs) Cody. You're not. No, no, no. You're good. Can I go? Yeah. We were we were feeling our Saturday night, and if you know anything about me, I don't go out on Saturday nights that much. But when I Uh do. We were feeling it. So I was lit by the time I said goodbye to our female friend, and then she said, "You're gonna go to the Eagle, right? After this. Hey and I said, oh well, well, of course <laughs> I ended up at the Eagle here in New York City, and I had so much fun that I literally pretty sure I know I did. I met a guy. and the next thing I remember, Cody, is waking up in the morning. Opening up my eyes, wondering where I was, looking next to me. And this strange guy was next to me that I did not know. The wow. clincher was, he was so hot.
1: He was well, so hot. You can't. Be, I,
0: I've had the opposite happen. No, I, but let me tell you, I could not <laughs> remember where I had met him. How did he get in my bed? What did we do? I was naked. He was naked. I could not tell you. I could not remember this doesn't audience happen to me okay not that much there's been you could count it on one hand the two or three times this has happened where I blacked out and couldn't remember how I got there I mean my coffee I'll tell more on tags after show if Ooh, this week this for a, extra content yeah but a little a Patreon my my clothes were all in the front living room with the coffee table pushed aside and a stain was on the couch <laughs> Just saying. <laughs> and you were like, how do I scotch guard that but anyway, anyway. <laughs> It's already scotch guarded, girl. <laughs> <laughs> I thought of that knowing my history and histrionics. But I have to say that, speaking of ghosting, in the morning, I did roll over. I'll tell you more about it. We had great sex. And he, okay. after sex, again, got up got dressed and walked out the door and did come back and say goodbye to me never got his name okay i know there's a name for people like me (laughs) but i really (laughs) wish i would have gotten his name so that even if he could he could have ghosted me i didn't even get in the name the phone number nothing but i had to chalk it up was that was a pretty hot moment i just wish i would have remembered more yeah, And then I, if I would have, I could have asked him for his number and then he could have ghosted me after that. But at least I could have right. known more. But you know what? It's I chalked it up right. is that was hot. It was amazing. And it was what it was. I'll it was go get my, I'm getting my STD, STIs checked this week. So, <laughs> so there's that. That's right. Yeah. Because yeah. no one ever wants a blackout to happen and not know what happened.
1: Exactly. I agree with you 100%. Yeah
0: yeah crazy crazy talk um okay we have got i think we only have time for thirst trap right yes yeah we'll get to we had a few more all right so every week since we started the show we do this thing called thirst trap and it's by straight up gay porn They produce this every week, and they put together a series of porn stars, OnlyFans sensations. And this week, it was 16 gay porn stars, and they asked the question, who took the best photo or video? We want you to weigh in because you can, it'll be linked on tagspodcast.com. I'll go with mine really quick. I had to shout okay. out to Boomer Banks who was on there. Who I knew was, it. Well, shout out <laughs> to oh, Boomer okay, okay. Banks who looks stunning. And I'm guarantee he was definitely at the Folsom street fair, which was just this past Sunday and shout out to the Folsom street fair where I'm from in San Francisco, California. And they just re-resurrected it after a year off. And it was really great to see so many people back at it enjoying themselves at the legendary street fair that celebrates the BDSM culture. And to have it be off a year was such a travesty. But seeing it back was so great. And, of course, people like Boomer Banks had to be there. And I know he was strutting around in a bane leather harness with his dick out and I know that was Zana Bain because I know he loves Zana Bain I love Zana Bain I have some Zana Bain she's a quintessential leather designer here in New York City and I know he loves her because I ran up to him once at an event where she was at and he introduced her and I know that's what he was wearing and his big dick was flopping around so (laughs) shout out to that but another shout out to Jacob who was on our show who's in this week's Thirst Trap jacob who was in this week's and we he was on our show before one of our thirst traps but mine goes to sir peter a guy by the name of sir let me take a peek at that and let me just tell you back to not being a finger penis but being (laughs) bowed down to the sir that he is with his peter penis it's so thick, and when I do this game, I tend to look at their Twitter accounts to see a little bit more. And every, You taught me first, so much by doing that. Everybody that was with him in his videos were bowing down to the thickness that is oh. his Sir Peter. He's yes, hairy. Quite he's lying yes. back on a couch, and he's erecting it, and it's so thick, and I think, yes, I respect all my finger penis guys but Sir Peter gets my vote for this week and Beautiful. there you have it <laughs> he's more like an arm a forearm yeah I know <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right there's finger penis and then there's forearms yeah <laughs>
1: So, um, I feel like this week was really tailor made for me it, because I don't know if you noticed there was plenty of ass on this. Plenty one. of ass. I scrolled <laughs> past it all, but yeah. And I was like, ah, I'm in ass heaven. So, <laughs> <laughs> but my vote goes to Austin Avery. Or this why week. are we whispering, Miss Wait gr- Ms. I got the mother in law in the
0: next room. <laughs> i am loving this moment that you have to do thirst trap i know it's like tell us why you love that big i was ass talking who, so
1: normally the the rest of the show and now i'm like <laughs> go ahead do your best so austin avery because it's it's a video and he's in the shower and he has that beautiful ass on display and is and he's opening it wide and jiggling it all around and he's just begging for it to be eaten and it's just amazing so it is glorious but out of
0: it to be eaten i love yes you 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 heard me you want to take me off speaker and put me in so I can say that? Begging <laughs> for it. <laughs>
1: take you out of my earphones and put yeah, you on Yeah, let's do that. Oh, we were doing okay. that pre-show. <laughs> I don't think so. Not okay. tonight. But well, thank you for the offer.
0: On that note, enjoy your mojito. Thank you for calling yes, in from Florida. You. Enjoy you. your rest of the time meeting the parents. We want thank more you, details. Darling. I uh, maybe we'll include you wait. on an after show. And you can tell us a little bit more about it. Oh, my God. That would be amazing. I love I it. I love to. Well, all right. You can follow Cody. He's got two Instagrams. He's a life coach. Follow him at KMD coaching or follow his Maybe you can get some Meet the Parents moment. Follow him at Mr. Maurice. Mr. Maurice, you can always follow us at Tags Podcast. And thanks, guys. New shows all next week. Consider joining the after show and getting some exclusive extra content. And in the meantime, continue having hot gay Gay sex. yes. Yes. Yes.